Hey there, it's Winston Faircloth, and this is episode five of the Begin Again podcast. Today, I'll share my story about my bolt of lightning moment. Now, before, <laughs> before we get started, no animals or people were harmed by this particular bolt of lightning. And that's not always true where I live in Tampa, Florida, which is known as the lightning capital of North America, as measured by the number of days with thunderstorms per year. But when this bolt of lightning struck me, it was over 1,000 miles away, just north of Cincinnati. It was August 15th, five years ago. I was attending a faith and business conference my home church was hosting via simulcast. And hundreds of their business leaders were attending, and it was just after the lunch break. Now, I've heard others say they've received a word from God. For me, there was no burning bush or imagery from a dream, but I was sitting there with my friend Barb from the small group I belonged to, and I felt this impression as if I were taking a type of spiritual dictation. And with the speaker continuing their presentation, I wrote in my online journal app the following few words, quote, I will equip social entrepreneurs to build businesses that support kingdom and charitable missions, unquote. Now, the timestamp in my journal says Friday, August 15, 2014, at 1.07 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, from North Century Circle Drive in Springdale, Ohio, and the weather was 73 degrees and sunny. (laughs) Isn't that fun how online apps keep track of all that? Well, what does that sentence even mean? I will equip social entrepreneurs to build businesses that support kingdom and charitable missions. Well, at the time I'd been the founding CEO of that Be Rich business I talked about in the last podcast for 14 years. And during this time leading up to the, to the conference, I have been having lots of dreams that I remembered upon awakening. Overall, I would say that my mind and my soul was restless because our organization was in an optimization mode versus the innovative work that I love to do. So the term social entrepreneurship or mission-based businesses was something I was pretty familiar with. As I got more involved in the, in the faith and business movement, I was always puzzled why churches and related missions, missions relied so heavily on individual giving and tithes. This spiritual dictation seemed to blend these two concepts. And had my calling as equipping a new generation of entrepreneurs, creating businesses with God as a co-owner or equity partner. It was a big vision. And almost immediately, when you have these big visions, at least in my experience, I began to fear, feel fear and doubt creep in. In a word, I felt unqualified. You see, my entire career for the past 30 years had either been as an executive in the not-for-profit sector or social enterprise realms. And I had the mistaken belief, or rather the story I was telling myself, that building a social enterprise was not the same thing as building a legit business. And then I found out as I began to process this with others in my circle that there, were, that there was already in the community a similar vision that was already being recognized. So I began to wonder if my calling was really intended for me or for someone else. Now, deep down, I knew what I felt I was called to do. I knew the what and I knew the why. 
But the when and the how, well, that was an entirely different story. As a high DNI on the DISC assessment, I can be pretty decisive and persuasive once I get clarity and alignment. God's gifted me this way. He's also gifted me a, a strong uh, streak of stubbornness. And the rough edges he's been working on for years is my extreme self-reliance patterns. So as the go-getter that I am, I went to work on my ideas on how to bring this calling into fruition. First, I decided, hey, let's try to buy out the other investors in this social enterprise. I'd become convinced that we needed more capital um, and having it privately held would, with a, by a new ownership group would be the catalyst for growth. And I believe that this would give me even more legitimacy to fulfill my calling. Yet, in pursuing that, God blocked the door at every turn. Next, I decided to step down from my position as founder of the social enterprise and begin my second bootstrap company. I lined up a strong business plan, began calling on a network of contacts. I had this idea of how I would create strategic value for him, for them, hired my first team members. Let's just say I was super confident in my abilities and my Midas touch after that first business venture. And as I shared on the last podcast, this get rich business made progress, but never really reached its potential. It was extremely humbling after the success of the first business. And in retrospect, I can see today that God was working on my pride and self-reliance once again. And now about 18 months into the formation of business number two, I felt another nudge. By now, I'd moved to Tampa to support a major consulting client as their virtual CIO. And our national association was hosting their annual technology event in Orlando about an hour away. I'd been going back and forth in my mind about whether to attend, and finally I made the decision to go without registering for the event. So hanging out in the hotel lobby, I saw a number of friends and potential prospects. And just as I was about to leave for the day, I ran into a longtime colleague. We'd worked together on a national technology project as volunteers over 20 years before. He had just taken over as the CEO of a major tech company serving the nonprofit community. The company was privately held and was preparing for a change of ownership over the next few years. We had a brief conversation and went our separate ways. A few weeks later, he called and asked me to send over a resume. Now, still being prideful, I said, hey, I'm not looking for a job. I'm enjoying the freedom of this consulting business number two. But after a couple of persistent requests, I did something different this time. I began to pray and involve a small circle of prayer warriors into this decision. And this time it became clear that this was a divine appointment and it was God's way of removing a big reason I felt unqualified to pursue his original call. Namely, a check-the-box opportunity to work in a large, investor-backed technology firm as an equity partner. And in a few weeks, I closed down my consulting practice to join my mentor and friend in developing a new division within his company, representing eh, over 25% of the annual revenues each year. I'll save this tech experience for another podcast, but it leads to today's inspirational takeaway. And that is, Begin again moments are all around us, even when we're not ready for change. 
And by keeping an open mind and more importantly, open hands, we could receive a gift that we weren't expecting. Now, at, at the time, at the end of this story, I was still several years from fully embracing that bolt of lightning slash calling from August of 2014. It was obvious I needed more internal work to be ready. Here's what I notice. Sometimes our alignment comes quickly and other times it comes more slowly. And for me, staying in prayer and community has been an essential part of my path to discernment. So let's draw deeper faith, inspiration, and encouragement in our Begin Again moments. Please do me a favor and check out the upcoming shows by subscribing right now on your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please share these with your friends and leave us an honest review on on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And for more support and inspiration for building your faith-centered, mission-driven business, visit future7figureceo.com, that's future7figureceo.com, for free resources and downloads. And remember, the biggest breakthroughs in life and business occur the moment you decide to begin again. I can't wait to catch you on the next podcast.